Hey guys, welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Still, the final installment of Kennedy Ryan's Grip series. But before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. Jessen and I love getting feedback from you guys, so follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom and join our close Facebook group, The Swoon Zone. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we give you a look behind the scenes of each episode, free books, podcast swag, exclusive monthly video, and our newest feature, exclusive live book reviews, where you can chime in with your own thoughts. We'll be voting on our first book during the last week in January. So exciting. I know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. So special shout out to our patrons, the OGs that have been with us from the beginning, starting a new year. We uh, appreciate you and definitely our newbies as well. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so before we dive into Still, <laughs> with so much <laughs> we have to say, um, let's chit chat a little bit. So, starting off our new year, I thought we should list our most anticipated books of 2020. Yes. Okay. Yes. I've limited myself on my list because I could have gone, I could have <laughs> gone a, a lot. I could have gone a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I have 10. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it limited my ass. That is limited. <laughs> I couldn't just do five. That okay. was ridiculous. Yeah. I have too many books I'm looking forward to, but yeah. I was like, I can limit it till 10. I know. Well, I have seven, so. I have like oh. a lot more, just, just I do FYI. Too. Yeah, I do. have not noticed. <laughs> I have a lot that I'm looking forward to, but these I are like too. my top, top, like, can't wait. Please yeah. give me. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to share my first yeah, one. Can go I first. go first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, number one, Emerald Blaze by Alona Andrews. That's, that's my number one on my list. <laughs> So well, there you go. Well, there we go. We both know. Yay. <laughs> we love Hidden Legacy. Oh God, I mean, if y'all so didn't know that, good. so good. And Sapphire Flames. That was that. That was our last our our book of the season for I know. the. And when we talked patrons. about um, book boyfriends, and you brought out brought up Alessandro. Alessandro. I just was like, oh my god, yeah, I can't he, wait to he get was back a part of him. my 2019 book boyfriends mm-hmm. list, and he also was a honorable mention on the ultimate book boyfriends list like top and see he, ever i know i want him to jump he up he might online. move up by the I end think. of 2020 he might move up just I think saying so, yeah. he might dethrone someone on yeah. the main list yeah. we'll see yeah he's mad gorge. rogan definitely did over the the trilogy that he's mm-hmm. in that's why he's like a permanent fixture yeah on my list yeah mm. yeah okay Delish. so give us another one of yours okay man mine uh my number two is chasing cassandra by lisa Claypis. it's her Ooh. next installment in the ravnall series so the yes. next one after okay. devil's daughter yes and you're way and ahead of me in that this series. is the final sibling of the ravnall okay so th- this is the conclusion of that series Aww. and i'm excited she's the twin she's a twin that um her twin married uh, St. Vincent, Gabriel St. Vincent. Oh, so, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. So I'm excited about that one. That's one of the historical ones that I'm like, oh, yeah. Anything wait to Lisa Claypas. Yeah, yeah. That's going to well, be she's fun. A queen. She's a queen. Um, okay. So another one for me is The Heart Principle by Helen Huang. Yes. Oh, my God. So excited. Cannot wait. Cannot That's wait. on my list, too. I know. I want Quan's book. I've, I've like been clamoring for Quan's book. Yeah. Yes. So I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Okay, the third one on my list is Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert. It's the second oh. one. It's the Brown sisters. So Chloe Brown was the first one. Her mm-hmm. sister's Danny Brown. And I can't.
can't wait. And I find that these are like the cutest covers. I just friggin' love it. They are. They're oh, they look so beautiful together too. So I can't wait for that one. I know. Okay, another one I'm waiting for. And honestly, y'all, it's it's actually coming out same day as Wolf Gone Wild is Focused by Carla Sorensen. Oh yeah, freaking dying. That was a new discovery that we had at the end of 2019. Was that was after we started Smarty Pants? You know, the making me crazy, and then we went and read her backlist or Washington Wolves, and this is um, a spinoff of the Washington Wolves. I'm so excited, y'all, and I'm I love football. I don't love football books. I'm sorry. Excited. <laughs> yeah, excited. Excited. We've had a good football year in Louisiana. Yes, yes, yes. we have. Don't jinx it. Go Tigers. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Next. Okay. So the next book is A Cowboy to Remember by Rebecca Weatherspoon. Ooh. I'm really excited about it because I have a secret fascination with cowboy books. Like mm-hmm. I like them. And I, I do too. I haven't read enough of them. It's exactly. Exactly. I've, I've, only stumbled upon like you know the more cowboy ranch books mm-hmm. like by chance but this one whenever it popped up I was like oh hell yeah I saw the cover and I'm like yeah. I'm on it so we I can't wait get some on the there's podcast like, there's like a little bit of amnesia in the yeah. synopsis Ooh. and stuff and I'm just like oh this is gonna be so fun okay it just, I you, love you that you need to read the synopsis of... to it because okay. it's it's beautiful and I'm I already excited I want to read this when is that coming out do you know February 5th Ooh, early Early yep. 2020. Awesome. Yep. Might review it. So yes. I have high hopes. I have high hopes. Yep. Um, another one for me is um, Well Played by oh, Jen DeLuca. It's the next one in the uh, Well Met series. Yeah, the Renaissance, the Renaissance series. series. So I just lo- I thought. I just call it the Renaissance series. I don't think yeah, it's called the Renaissance series. It's not called that. No. <laughs> That's not even the series entirely. Yeah. No. But um, Well Met was her debut and it was so cute and so fun. We just loved it. And I'm just excited about the second one. And, and the also, third one. I was about third to say one. the third one. I don't um, want to spoil I, it in I, case y'all don't know. If y'all didn't. Met. If you didn't, yeah. mm, okay, I won't say uh, no, don't say it. Oh. Like I literally said, I don't want to spoil it. And she's like, it's so-and-so. I'm like, shut up, Juliet. Jesus. I just Go read, read it the on first Goodreads. Book. Go read the first book and then you'll probably have a little bit oh, of a hint. Fun. But Juliet and I guessed, guessed who this, the two unlikely people would end mm-hmm. up together. And that's who the third book's yes. about. And I was like, I knew it. I know. It was I'm so excited good. about that one too. Okay. How about another one from you? Okay. Engagement and Espionage by Penny Reed, which is Ooh. the Cletus and Jennifer cozy mystery oh. spinoff series. So, yeah. I mean, Cletus yeah. is our top book boyfriend, both yeah. bars. I'm going to read yeah. anything with Cletus in it. So, I know. We can't we wait. Just can't get enough of Cletus. And I had a little bit of a preview from the cocktails that had happened during Cocky Gate last mm-hmm. year. So, anyway, um, I have that and it's awesome. Yes. Um, another one for me Second First Impressions by Sally Thorne. Oh, yes, I forgot about that one. So I'm really excited. Which wasn't, was Second First Impressions the original title to Pride and Prejudice or something? I feel like there was a Pride and Prejudice tie-in with that. It could be. Please, someone correct me because I might have said something extremely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds right. I'm going to agree with you. I want to say that it was something like that, like... Or first impressions yes, was yes. the original Pride and Prejudice title. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. okay. I'm just, yeah, talking out loud. <laughs> Whatever. So the next one I have, this is like, I've never read anything by this author. I just happened upon it on Goodreads and mm-hmm. I was just like, yep, want to read it. It's called The Trouble with Hating You by Sajni Patel. I hope I did not butcher your name. I'm so sorry, but I, it looked so good Aww. and the cover looks so pretty too. It's one of the beautiful. Well, pretty covers, covers always draw us. Well, I mean, so. honestly, if yeah. we're being honest, you click on a book because the cover is pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. you hear about the synopsis and someone goes, tell you to go look up that book. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, mm. 
Yeah. Okay. And when, I can't wait for it. So. Oh, definitely. One you brought to my attention, which at first I was like, I don't know. And then the more I read the blurb and stuff, I'm like, I'm totally into this. And this is like on the darker side, Credence by Penelope Douglas. Oh, yeah. That one's coming. That's yeah. soon. Yeah. If Penelope not Douglas already out by the time the this darker podcast side. airs, it might mm-hmm. be out already. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So it'll be in our hands. I hope it's good. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> All right. She always takes us down a, a trippy yeah. adventure. <laughs> but I trust her to do it. I do. She does a good job. Yeah. Like really. I, I think hope. so. Fingers crossed. Yes. Okay. The next one is Asher by Carrie and Cole. <gasps> <gasps> what am I thinking? <laughs> I forgot. I mean, I had it. I had it in my mind, but I didn't put it on my list. But it was definitely in my head. Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. This is a buddy read. This we is promised like, this would be a buddy read. This is going to be a buddy read. This is something that you know, Carrie and Cole takes her time uh, writing yeah. her books. Her books are fairly long, and mm-hmm. um, she pushed back the dates a couple times, which I don't mind because if you if you as an author think that this book needs more time to perfect, mm-hmm. I'm like, please perfect it. You don't have to. <laughs> please. We'll you wait. Just take care it's of okay. <laughs> so we've been waiting for Asher for quite a while and yeah. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Oh, Hopefully good soon. One. Good one. Good one. Good one. Good one. Okay. Last one I had on my list was, and it's, I don't know the title, but it's the second book in, um, Cynthia St. Albans, Once Upon a Werewolf series. I yes. read book one at the end of 2019 and just fell in love paranormal, paranormal rom-com i love it it's so funny and sexy and everything and book two is supposed to come out in february so so and exciting I'm and i'm not gonna read them according. until all of them i know are out because i don't want to read yeah. cliffhangers and then be mad at juliet well i twisted cynthia's arm i was like you're giving me an arc as soon as you have it <laughs> like yesterday okay so i have two more my uh second to last one is the boyfriend project by farah rashon i think i'm saying her name right i'm not exactly sure i just <laughs> discovered today that she is a resident of south louisiana so i know i'm just like how? oh my god hey how did we not know this i just stumbled <laughs> upon her book on goodreads another cover love beauty that drew me in and mm-hmm. i can't wait for the book and then the final one is alpha night by nalini singh and it's the next one in her side changeling series i have no idea who it's yeah. about i don't think she might have a blurb out right now but you know me i'm, I'm a weirdo i don't like to read synopses until unless i have to because i'd rather go in pretty pretty no expectations i don't want to have expectations because i don't want them to be crushed <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know i well, don't want to build it up too much in my mind and then be mm-hmm. like oh that didn't go the way i planned I so know. that's that's why i, I avoid the only reason it. i didn't put alpha knight on mine is because i still have to read wolf range yeah so I'm which that. yes yeah it's on my list must, i got it i got it read. yes read. must read all right guys <laughs> let's get into this breakdown all right we are in the spoiler-free section right now, so no spoilers quite yet, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a very short one since we've already talked about the characters in our last episode. Yes. Not much has changed. It's honestly a couple months they've been dating since the end of um, Grip, so mm-hmm. it's not that big of a time jump or anything. They're pretty much in the same point of their lives as we've already talked about, so this is just like a continuation of the story. And Right. So... I- so let's talk about, uh, yeah, and I, I wanted to talk about how this is very different than your regular trilogy. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this. I would almost consider this like a duet. It's really a duet. Flo yes. Flow is just kind of like a little novella prequel. A little powerful, powerful explosion shit. TNT bomb of a novella. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yes, I agree. I agree with you. I consider like Flow and um, 
grip it's like an appetizer. is like yeah flow and grip like belong together you yes. know in my mind because it's like the beginning of the relationship and them mm-hmm. coming together and then still is when they're together and all the trials and tribulations so it's really it's an extension of their world they're 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 happy in their relationship, but mm-hmm. lots of, lots of trials ahead. Yes, you know? yes, yes. So yeah. a lot of times with duets, the first book ends on like a cliffhanger or mm-hmm. the couple's separated or anything. But what's great about Grip is you have a complete story. They're together yeah. at the end of Grip and oh, yeah. you know that they have an HEA. Mm-hmm. And still there's nothing that like is kickstarting it off in a bad place or anything. Right. You're just like, you're with them and you're going on their journey as like they're in a couple for like the rest of the book. Right. It ends on an HEA because this is romance. Yeah. But I just find that it, it, it was very satisfying knowing that, you know, they were already in a good place and it's just like right. their relationship is deepening. And they were sort of, yeah, they were deepening, they were battling more things. intertwined. Right. They were battling things together, together. as a, a couple mm-hmm. and just right, like you said, they're, they're becoming more intimate and more connected. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I really enjoyed this. I did um, too. Because I normally don't love reading like a duet if mm-hmm. it's the same couple because I know that the first book is going to probably end badly right cliffhanger <laughs> but that's you know? not what this is thank right. god right. so anyway we're gonna start with the breakdown now so this is spoiler section guys we need to talk about the events of right Still. so now we're moving into the spoiler section you guys so beyond the reading this book for the insane talent of Kennedy ryan's writing <laughs> and wordsmithing, which we've discussed on many, many occasions. Um, one thing that we see, you know, obviously this is a continuation from flow is the issues of race and prejudice. Mm-hmm. And those issues are really heavy in the relationship, obviously, as they try to come together. Cause we know his cousin Jade is still not a fan. Can I say something really funny about Jade? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> the reason why I went back to the Grip series, I was I was already reading the Hoop series by Kennedy mm-hmm. Ryan. That's how I was introduced to Kennedy Ryan. And in Hookshot, we mm-hmm. have a cameo by Jade in Hookshot, right. okay? Mm-hmm. And the whole reason why I went back is because there was a scene in Hookshot and Jade um, is talking to a sibling of the main character and was mm-hmm. like, yeah, my cousin's Grip. And they go to Grip's concert and they go backstage and like Bristol's there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like that, I was like, man, that's her other series. I need to go read that series. And oh so my like gosh. Jade was like so cool and stuff. And yes. going back and reading the Grip series and and seeing how Jade is just antagonistic. like such a hard <laughs> ass about the relationship makes me laugh every time because I know yes. that like it just takes a lot to win her over. But and look, by the time she did, she was like... You know, I thought like, I swear, I thought whenever Jade like came in for this, um, in, in grip, I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's Jade. That's like cool she was chick. so cool. And then she was so, <laughs> she was so mean. so mean. And I was like, no, <laughs> no Jade. Don't. <laughs> Oh. So anyway, yeah, Bristol definitely yeah. has some work to do yeah. to get Jade, into Jade. Was, yes, her love She's is, protective. Yes, yes, her love is hard to earn, and very understandably, we understand yeah, all of the reasons that go of behind. A, it came out of a, of a place of you know love, love and, and also loyalty to um, exactly grip. wanting the best things for him, but right. going about it in the in wrong, the wrong ways. way. Please leave Bristol alone. Yes, exactly. And I also find it very interesting because this is the first time that we're actually recording in 2020 Mm -hmm. um and there was quite a bit of drama that happened in december in romance landia with all of rwa and i just found that it was so interesting reading about grips trials with um 
he has this professor named uh, Dr. Hammond that he wanted yeah. to study under. And Dr. Hammond debates with this like extremely racist guy named Clem Ford. Ugh, and yeah. it was just so interesting seeing like his justifications for like why he was acting that way mm-hmm. towards people. And it was yes. because he had this twisted self-interest in keeping, mm-hmm. you know, basically free labor in prison systems. And that right. was what Grip was going to school for to learn more to about fight to for social reform. For that. Exactly. exactly. And I just find it like just so interesting that, you know, th- this is a book that we're reviewing during this like time of like incredible, you know, know. racism happening in RWA. And I know. if you haven't it's, followed it, it's insane. And I'm just like, as a reader, it's just like, I couldn't even imagine going, being an author and going through this. But right. Courtney Milan was calling out racism in mm-hmm. a book. And the white author, the response should have been way different than what this author did. And you should learn. And there was one quote in um, still that I was like, it, it applies to all white people who have not had the experiences mm-hmm. that people of color have had. Right. And this is a quote for, from Dr. Hammond. And he said, don't feel bad for not knowing, feel bad for not doing once you know. <laughs> and he also says, position yourself socially and intellectually to know more, to understand beyond the scope of your experiences. That is how we evolve as individuals mm-hmm. and as a society. So it's like whenever someone, a POC, tells you that, you're doing something that is prejudiced or racist. Mm-hmm. You know, you take that in and you learn from it and be like, how can I not do it again? Right. Because I read, I think it was Heaving Bosoms did a thread on like, what's the proper response to being called out for racism? It's not saying I'm not a racist. It's like, you definitely need to come from a standpoint of understanding of being like, okay, let me just like think about what exactly, yeah, you they're know. They're not calling you out because they're just trying to pick a they're fight hating, with you. You know, because, <laughs> you know, and I agree. I, it's a very sensitive topic, especially in our country, yeah. you know, and but it's but like definitely said, one that needs to be. You learn and grow. You absolutely. talk about it. You call it out. And that's what Courtney Milan was doing. Absolutely. Calling it out because you can't bury it under the rug because look what's happening in RWA now. It's insane. Shit is coming out the woodworks. It's insane. Okay. Going I know. back to the I book. Know. <laughs> I had lots of conversations with my friends. I'm like, Jesus. But this is why, this is why I, I really love the fact that Kennedy Ryan incorporates um, mm-hmm. issues that she's really passionate about and wants to call attention to. And I just think it's really well done in this one. And oh I really my God. love she does one of my it in such a way. Favorite things is that Grip goes to school. Like he is so interested. Right. He says he's very conscious of his platform mm-hmm. and um, all the good that he can do for his community. And he wants to have the best tools in order to do right. that. Right. So he and goes back to yes, school. I love yes. it too. I think it's so admirable. You it know? is so admirable. So let's um, talk about like where they are as like a couple. Okay. I really like where it opens, how they're pretty settled, but the whole going to school is a little bit of a shakeup because school <laughs> is in New York and they're in based York, in LA. Right. And he, so he has to go for the whole semester. And yes. so he's, and she knows right away, she's like, something's up with grit, but I'm just yeah. going to wait for him to tell me. Cause he's, he doesn't want to leave when they, he's, he's like, I've just got her. I just yeah. got her. Like, I don't want to leave her, but this is important to me. And so mm-hmm. he's really concerned about. Yeah, there's what no option for online class. It has right. to be in, in right. class. And what I think is so amazing is that 
there is no option for yeah. Bristol. She's like, well, I'll go with you. Yeah, you know, she's like, like, no, I cannot stay away me? because he's like, it's going to work. I can fly back on weekends and maybe yeah. you can come. So we'll be seeing each yeah. other like four times a month. And Bristol's like, no, nope, no, it's not going to work. No, like I need you. Yes. And yes. so they relocate to New York. And I just thought that that was just like incredibly Because they're beautiful. still in that, even though they have loved each other from afar for mm-hmm. so long, they're fallen in love and it's like they can't keep their hands off each other like they need oh my god sleep, breathe. so freaking hot everything is oh my god so freaking hot oh so, my god look, kennedy ryan girl i don't speaking even know how hot, you do speaking of hot <laughs> these scenes are so amazing whenever they pick out an apartment to rent mm. while they're there <laughs> so it was awesome bristol's sitting down she's talking to her friend mm-hmm. who um is showing them the apartment and <laughs> Um, her friend is like being like, what's the appeal? Is this mm-hmm. a phase? Like you've never right. actually dated a black guy before. Right. And Bristol's like just talking about grip, saying the most like beautiful things about she, him. She and was. just like, I loved what she said about him. And mm-hmm. grip ends up by being behind her whenever she's he's saying listening. all of it. Mm-hmm. And he's like all like turned on and hot <laughs> know, and bothered by it. And, 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 so and the, he doesn't like to wait. <laughs> no, the, the friend quietly slips out and he pulls uh, Bristol into the powder room and goes down on her right away. Oh my God. She has an orgasm <laughs> in the middle. of That's so funny. <laughs> and she walks out in the old lady. who The old, the the old Jewish lady, Mrs. Myers O'Malley. or whatever. Miss O'Malley. O'Malley. That's it. Yes. She, and uh, I love how grip teased her too because yes. they're like oh we were just admiring the wallpaper it's and a, she's such like a beautiful she's like there's, there's no, no wallpaper well, but it could it's but it's such, such a beautiful a shade. shade of white <laughs> <laughs> it was so great so funny. it was and so grip great. just rolls with it it's awesome it was oh, he's it amazing. was amazing it was amazing so i really enjoyed that <sighs> yes okay so they get they get to new york but what are some of the obstacles that prevent them um in the relationship what are some things oh. that start to come between them? there's a couple things so first of all yes. since he's on this platform and this is like his his cause that he's chosen right. to advocate right. for. You know, mm-hmm. um, he goes on the talk show with um, Angie Black. It's like a YouTube YouTube live show or something. Right. It's a popular. Yeah. It's a popular. A lot of people tune mm-hmm. in, and uh, Quest is there. I <laughs> know. <laughs> so and Quest is there. Um, Quest. They definitely Angie Black calls out Grip right for advocating for. African-American people being, Mm -hmm. you know, taken advantage of by the system and being repressed and, but his girlfriend's white, his girlfriend's white and said, um, you claim to be woke, but your walk is broke. I think that's what she said about him. And she had some awesome phrases. Oh God. No, she was coming hard at grip. She was definitely coming hard. I felt so bad. Grip like walked off and be like, if you don't want to talk about my cause and you're going to talk about like something else, then I'm not going to be here. This is every time grip, every time grip moves or speaks, I fall more in love with him. Yeah. Because he is so, so passionate. He is so passionate. And he's so confident in his belief and his love for mm-hmm. Bristol. No matter who the fuck care, you know, knows yeah. or whatever they say, it doesn't matter to him. He's like, you don't know us. Yes. You know? And I, I love that. I love that response because that's his response for like everything. Yeah. Like, and I actually have a quote I want to share. And this actually is, it's in reference to something that happens later. But to me, this epitomizes their relationship. Yeah. And this is in Bristol's point of view. She says, Grip and I managed to get beyond labels like privilege or minority or even black and white. Beneath the labels, we found who the other person really is and how they'll love you in good times and bad. Unconditional love by definition doesn't give a damn about those labels. Life is the grand equalizer. It has a way of stripping those privileges, rendering them 
inconsequential. Black, white, rich, poor. When it rains, we all get wet. And yeah. sometimes it pours. It goes on from there. And we'll yeah. talk more about that later. Yes. But I l- love I love their love. Like, I love their God, love. It, it's so real. I like, yes. Juliet and I were talking about it. And we can talk about why she doesn't like angsty contemporaries right here before we get right. to like the real subject. But this is why it's because <laughs> I feel like they're real people. They are. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I wish they were real people. Cause I would love to be around this kind of love. Right. You right. know, this so deep wrapped up in each other and they, just like so confident. They're definitely real people in my head. And so, yeah. So Jessen was teasing me because she's, I, I have, I, I knew this one was going to be hard. Mm-hmm. She had forewarned me. She said, look, there's some tough shit in you this book. You have to do with Juliet. You, you know? have to. She's just like preparing me. And I'm like, but okay, all right, all right. So, I mean, you know, I really had to prepare myself. And um, and so we were talking about it. And she's like, you're such a hypocrite. because She didn't call me hypocrite, but she implied it. I said, it's funny. <laughs> I said, it's funny. But I am sort of. That um, she was kind of right. Um, that I read books like Kerrigan Burn and mm-hmm. stuff like that that are like, holy shit. Yeah, please go read The Hunter and tell me that that's not <laughs> angsty as fuck. Okay. Oh, God. But for me, like, okay, so I know, and it sounds so crazy that I'm scared to death to read still, you mm-hmm. know? But the difference to me in my head, and maybe I'm a crazy person, is that historical fiction and paranormal and all of those that had these like dark and even like dark, dark romance, which is not reality. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Those don't feel real to me. They're, it just feels like a fantasy, escapist, whatever. But Grip and Bristol, in my head, are real people living on the same plane as me, living in the yeah. same world, walking the same streets as me. And so they're it hurts so well fleshed out. More. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it that's just, why it, when it something hurts them, read. it hurts more because it mm-hmm. just it feels real. Yeah. You know, and I think that's also why this is like my favorite romance series because. I feel like not only these issues so important and and everything they go through, but like I said, I just feel like it's a romance that just affects you. It does. You know, it's hard to put into words. It's so beautiful that it hurts. (laughs) It hurts so fucking (laughs) much. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Man, y'all. So yeah. Anyway, um, another blow to not really their relationship, but just you know things that they have to navigate. The man that grip goes to study under dr hammond um right. whenever dr hammond finds out that grip is actually dating a white woman which yeah. he found out by watching this youtube video right he assumed he assumed bristol was uh, you know, a black a woman of color right. and yeah a black woman specifically because he thinks you know definitely date within the community and mm-hmm. he doesn't approve of their relationship Mm-mm. and he was just like i just think that you're sending the wrong message like i don't think you're right. helping yourself and uh this is a quote from dr hammond he says that you're socially conditioned to see a white woman as the ideal. And back again to Grip's confidence, just be like, you don't know us. You don't know our story. You don't, you don't know, know our yeah. love. Like you wouldn't like, why would I marry somebody that I don't love just because of image? Which whenever right. you put it in that context, it makes no sense. But yeah. it's, it's, it's. And nobody because knows that they fell in love so many years ago yeah, when and they how connected. how can you know whenever you're not mm-hmm. a person that's actually participating in that love story? Right. It's very hard for outsiders to, you know, especially with sens- such a sensitive 
you know, topic that they're involved in. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, that's such a blow. Can you imagine the person that you admire most and look up to most, like discredits you because of someone that you love? Like, oh my God, yeah. what a yeah. fucking blow. It, I know. Like, I was hurting I on hurt so bad behalf. for Griff. I was like, you hurt him. I know. I was like, you're so mean. But I it's love like, how Every time he tries Bristol. to defend her, it's yes. like. I love how Bristol deals with it. Mm-hmm. By, I did like, too. She by, diffuses it quickly. She does. She goes to book signing. She highlights a passage on bias. <laughs> on bias. And she gives it to bias. him. And he laughs. And, you know, she basically, was, she did. She was like, if you hurt him again, you have to deal with me. <laughs> you have to deal with me. That's awesome. And I think awesome. he respected that. Yeah. That's fighting <laughs> words. I think he respected that. Don't you hurt Grip. Yes. So I really just loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I did too. Right. So we're at the debate for Dr. Hammond. Where he goes up against um, Clem Ford. Yeah, the that debate racist. happens right yeah. before the White book signing and stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah. Right. And um, but what happens right after is that Clem Ford decides he's going to antagonize Grip. So he was like cozying up to Bristol. And of course, that brings Grip away from his fans. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want? Fell into his trap. Fell into you his know? trap. He says a couple of really nasty, nasty things. And Terrible things. Yes. On purpose. On purpose, just to draw him out. looking for a right. reaction. He wanted, he wanted to act violently, and he got it. Because yes. anytime you attack Bristol, Grip's going to lose his shit. Yeah. You know? Which, him against the wall, man. I know. He shoves him against the wall, and he's like, you know. And so it's a very heated, scary moment. And mm-hmm. all Bristol can see is... She sees what he's you're doing. falling into the trap. If th- this could be, and they look around and see that, you know, there are people on They're both sides attention. who came to the debate that this could be like a riot sort of, you know, atmosphere really And quick. especially in today's, I mean, everyone's whipping out their phone, you know, you know, oh, yeah. everything. And can video it. Yes. And then this could, this could escalate dangerously super, super, yeah, super fast. You don't want grip's image to be tarnished by right. something you know very reactionary understandable right. but will people know what he no what they won't care All, they won't you know, care perception in this world perception is oh yeah everything everything, everything. perception Absolutely. is everything so they um they split up and you know of course he and bristol they're walking back to the, it was like four blocks back to the apartment or whatever and they get into this like a huge argument heated argument and uh-huh. they were talking about like you know Serious issues where he was like, "You don't understand. You know, don't tell me how yes. to be a black and man that's in one America." Of Bristol's you know, fears because she, right, because she doesn't know. You know, this is an that's, area that's of, a lot of things. Like every time she goes to Miss James's house, yes. and you know, she especially with ignorant. Jade, because right. Jade's definitely feeding off those insecurities and exactly. tapping into them, being exactly. like, "You know, this is just a phase, yes. and he's going to end up with someone and like you Quest, don't get who's him. Gonna, you don't who's understand, understand like mm-hmm. the hard times, like what we go right. through. Like right. you won't get it, and he's going to get." T- tired of explaining yes. it to you yes. and that's a <gasps> real fear for bristol that mm-hmm. is a 100 percent real fear and it was cutting really really close mm-hmm. at this moment like their their fight their was escalating fight was to something about like you ugly, know something when, scary when, when can i not have any input on the situation because right. i don't understand right because like, yeah whenever we have kids is that gonna be like is it gonna be oh you don't understand us like mm-hmm. uh, with my own kids right like, these are gonna be my when, children am exactly. i not gonna be able to understand so i know very real conversations and i was like oh my god i hope they <laughs> like <laughs> no i was like but was it like, was no, the best fight. bristol it was so good, it though. so quickly so by asking him for a piggyback ride and mm-hmm. so he kind of laughs. He's like, get on, you know? Mm-hmm. And as soon as they're in contact, mm-hmm. it's like All's their right bodies the commune and sort of, 
it all all the heat goes away it's like and they're that able phrase, to like never go to bed angry oh you know, yeah that okay yeah thing. so yeah my sister-in-law used to always say you always got to touch toes as long as you touch toes <laughs> under the covers you're still good i'm like okay kimmy <laughs> but she believes Kimberly. that we still laugh at that touch toes Kim. y'all and it's all good That's so but funny. um but it's kind of true it you know if, true. if you're like you know, as long as you can still have don't that let, physical contact don't let them, and don't let, don't, don't let, let that anger angry feelings, mm-hmm. you know, so through the walk home and, you know, being close together. And I love that like grip doesn't put her down in the elevator. He keeps carrying her and keeps yes. holding her. And it's just like this, they, that, that connection, that very real, oh, real connection to touch. And I just love it. Yes. So and so, and then of course this leads into them having a, not an irate, angry Heart no. to heart, tete a tete. It's it becomes a heart to heart. Yes, you know about they're understanding. They're on the rooftop, which they're is kind the of rooftop. a thing with them because in his yes. his apartment in L. A. He also has a rooftop. And I loved Miss um, O'Malley always talking about that was a special place, that mm-hmm. greenhouse for her and her husband, and they yes. had this special love and oh, that got me all. It was teary-eyed. so beautiful, so beautiful. So Br- Bristol and Grip are there in the greenhouse, and it's and she looks up and it's and I remember him in this scene. He's looking at her and thinking how fucking beautiful she is and mm-hmm. how in love he is and he she's just like oh, you know it's snowing yeah. and then that's when he pulls out the ring and proposes and oh, we have this like such a good moment beautiful such a good moment. beautiful moment because they were like connecting intellectually mm-hmm. yes. and emotionally yes. and then the snow grips never seen snow yes. before it was just such a beautiful moment of like this is a real relationship it is they do real shit you 100%. know what I'm saying mm-hmm. there's no like miscommunication yes. like they had an argument and they didn't let that fest and like draw them apart for like you know right 30 of the book and then finally they'll talk about it no they like talked about it immediately and honestly y'all it it feels it it felt so fucking real to me like everything i was like okay i've kind of done something like that (laughs) i'm thinking in my head it's like oh it's so good so so good so 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 then we have the wedding oh my god where the vows of grip which is the poem listen just go read it he's so poetic and obviously this is kennedy rhyme but like so i'm laying in my bed and i'm reading this scene on my side and all i didn't even know it and tears are just like rolling down my cheeks listen i i bawled (laughs) i think about it and i get oh my gosh i was ugly crying yeah whenever i first read this and like i i remember messaging juliet like way in the middle of 2019 whenever i read this i'd have to go look on goodreads but yeah i messaged her in the middle of of these vows and i was just like (laughs) this is the most beautiful thing i've ever read i was just like i'm wise so good it's unreal i told her i was like i'm crying she's like oh no and i was like no it's the good crying i was like but y'all know what good it's not just about this like single moment it's it's from the ferris wheel scene and flow like through everything they went through and grip into this moment it's like fuck man this is like and let me be deep (laughs) let me be very clear there is a reason why this story affects us so much and it's because we have such a connection with the characters i feel like i really know them and oh yeah i am 100 percent invested and convinced of their true epic love Mm -hmm. and that's what makes stuff like these like grand like statements that he's making like these beautiful statements it it's 
if someone you don't feel the love between them, it comes off as corny, but because you're mm-hmm. reading all this and it's just like, you know what they've been through, how hard they fought to be together. Yes. And it's like, how hard they're still it, fighting. Yes. It makes it so much more meaningful. Yeah. And that's why I think this book is one of the best books ever. It's because this romance is so real. It's yeah. so yeah. good. And it affects me so much. Yeah. And I love their vows. It's beautiful. I know a oh. lot of people have parts of the vows like tattooed on them. Like, I know. And I love that she surprised him with um, the quote on her collarbone, the tattoo Mm -hmm. from the Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. It's so good. (laughs) Damn. Wax poetic. Wax poetic. I can't. I can't say shit next to Kennedy Ryan. And this is where we get to part two. And this is where... (laughs) This is where we get our daggers out. Can you, Ryan, takes yes. them? Starts jabbing your heart, like, <laughs> incessantly. So, so they're so excited. We have a time jump. We yes, have a time jump. A, time a year jump. later, and Bristol tells Grip that she decided to remove her birth control, yes. that she's ready to have a baby. Yes. And what I really loved about this process, though, too, she removes her birth control, but we go through the process with Bristol mm-hmm. getting excited to get pregnant, but she's yes. not having any success. She keeps getting her period and months and months and months pass by. And I really, I really commend Kenny Ryan going that route. She was, she was building it up for us. It's Mm -hmm. a very real thing. People have trouble getting pregnant. It's so funny is the only child I planned, Jacob, was that like that. And it took us several months. And I remember that disappointment every time my period would come, I would get so upset with myself. And yes. And like the way, like. You know, Grip tries to make it not a big deal, but of yeah. course, I mean, it's so hard to hide that excitement. And then whenever she finally is like, you know, a couple of days late and stuff, mm-hmm. and she's trying to covertly go off to go get a pregnancy <laughs> test, but he like, he's counting and he's like, I actually bought a, a pregnancy <laughs> test just like for hope, like every, every month. And mm-hmm. so we have, we it's have like six, like six, or six seven tests because they've yeah. been trying for like half a year. And so she's finally pregnant and it's a very big moment for them and mm. it's beautiful. And, you know, oh, we're going to have to talk about this first too, because damn it, Jade, <laughs> they I go know. back to LA and they tell, they tell the family and stuff. And Juliet loves this moment between, um, Ms. James and I do. Bristol because I do. Bristol just is overcome with emotion. I know. And, and only another mother have, could like really. Yes. And she just empathize. like hugging, she's just like hugging Bristol, comforting her. I just and like love that connection between. Crip walks in and he's like, well, what is going on? And she's like, it's just the hormones. It's fine. <laughs> You won't understand. You're not a woman. Go away. You know, I love Miss Jane. I loved it. But, you know, of course, Jade has to be this Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer and saying like, oh, I guess she's trapped him now. But I like the scene because Bristol finally like stands up to her. She does. And just is like, it catches Jade off guard. Mm -hmm. And yeah, definitely. And it was just like, oh, but we're going to have to get into the very sad, sad part of this book. So everybody's excited about the baby. They go to their first um, ultrasound and they are devastated to discover their baby is diagnosed with anencephaly Mm -hmm. and which is basically a, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a abnormality. It's whenever the brain does not Do not fully develop. Right. So part of the brain is missing from the baby. And you know what? The strangest thing is that this is not the first book that I've read where the baby has had anencephaly. I read a book in high school Mm -hmm. and it was like a long running couple. And it was a couple like Grip. I swear to God. It's Grip and Bristol. Mm. These, These characters had been 
apart for so long and right. they, like, like trying to get together yes, trying to get together they finally get together they finally have their happily ever after and stuff and then they find out that their baby yeah. has this and it's just I was like not again I was like yes. I ca- cried so much for that other book and I and cried then for we this read book this too one. yeah so and the so, heart-wrenching like, thing as about I this knew, I yes, saw it I knew. knew it was terminal right it's fatal the heart-wrenching thing about this is they decide they're going because you can opt to terminate the pregnancy but they both decide and I love that they decide together yes you know they want to keep it they want to is for is even if it's a couple hours yeah, they want to hold like their I want to know her I want to know her I want to yeah and they even like they the opt birth to plan find, they opt to find out the sex of the yes. baby because the doctor was like you know oh it's gonna make it it's more gonna make real it harder. but their Bristol was just like it's already real we already have the <laughs> yeah, nursery like being set up like we already love this baby so much yeah and you, nothing you're gonna say is gonna make this not real for us yeah and they so they name her Zoe. They name her, her girl, Zoe. And I really life. do love Grip would go talk to her belly and like yes. be like, this is conversations with Dwell me and my daughter. Oh, no. God. When he, I mean, quotes Emily Dickinson, Stop which is my it. favorite poet. I, by the way, I just can't believe all the Emily Dickinson in here. It's amazing. But mm-hmm. yeah, just, and, and I love the fact that he was telling the baby dwell in possibility. And then when she's like, what's our possible, what's the possibility here? There is no possibility. Yeah. That whole conversation they have where she's, and then they look at the organ donor and decide mm-hmm. we can at least help somebody else's baby, you yeah. know? Oh, it was so very emotional. <laughs> their birth plan, they like, their birth plans detailed, like talking about, you know, just how they want it to go and mm-hmm. the fact that like the whole family gets to like meet her and stuff and it was you just know, like we get, this, we get this foreshadowing and I love that and it's interesting because this you know this is this is fiction this is fiction romance but at the same time it could be definitely a lesson for any married couple where at the very very beginning and I can't remember who says it I don't know if it was Ms. James or someone says Every couple or every marriage is tested by fire. Like every yeah. love is tested. It once you're tested through that, if you can make it through that, then you can make it through anything. Sort yeah. of thing. So we had this foreshadowing that something ominous was coming. That something. Oh, you know it what I mean? It was Miss O'Malley. I have the quote. I oh, literally please, wrote it down. Please read it. She says, "Emotion tells you about love, but hard times prove it." That's what yeah. Miss O'Malley yeah. said. And so. We knew something was eventually going to yeah. come. And the thing is, y'all, in real life, in real marriages, something always comes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I think it's it's a beautiful lesson. And we're taught it very harshly. Yes. <laughs> you know, through Bristol and Grip. I wish we weren't. But, I know. But, but you know. It, I like the way that Kennedy Ryan handles it. And I also yeah. like the healing part of it. Like mm-hmm. after they lose their daughter, Zoe, and Bristol goes through, you know, severe depression. Mm-hmm. understandably and so is grip but grip is trying to be the strong one right and trying to hold it together yeah and he finally breaks through to bristol you know after you know months of her just not getting out of bed being like i'm hurting too and it kind of snaps her out and being like she's hurting but he's too he is too but he's still trying to take care of her and yeah. like she finally is broken out of her isolated grief and now they're sharing their grief together which was very important because he needed he needed bristol to you know be a shoulder to cry on as much as she needed it yeah and that moment finally they finally get there yeah that moment hit me seriously hard because like you said she was so within herself like within her own grief Mm -hmm. she didn't realize what it was doing to grip and she catches the um 
side of the poem, Pretty Bird, mm-hmm. which is all about her. Yeah. I was crying at this part, too. Yeah. And I bawled a lot during this book. Yeah. This this whole last section was, yeah. yes, just tears. Lots of emotion. So, and that poem was amazingly beautiful because that's how he sees her. Yes. You know? And when he she goes, she's like, I need to talk to Grip. And she hears him crying. Like, I know. Just crying. And she realizes he's not crying for Zoe. He's crying for her because he's all alone. Yeah. Oh, she's crying. She's crying. <laughs> I need Y'all, a there's a reason why this is our favorite series of 2019. Oh it's insane how beautiful this is. And just, I Kennedy Ryan is a wordsmith. She's Seriously. amazing. Woo! So. <laughs> so they get past it. They get past it. And Grip actually has to do a debate with uh, Ford himself because. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Dr. Dr. Israel cannot. His um, daughter's in a car accident. Mm-hmm. He just said, you know, go away quickly. And I love also that um, Dr. Hammond finally apologizes yes. to them. Yes. That was yes. beautiful. And so, yeah, he gets he gets to have his, like, moment in the spotlight and shine and stuff. And they get to stick it to Ford. Because yes. Ford's an absolute dirt bag of a human. Yeah, and the thing is, disgusting is, man. I, he's just honestly like he's shit. Is yes. what he is. No garbage. So Grip defeats him. You mm-hmm. know, he defeats him, and of course, what is he going to do? What is Clint lash Ford going to do? He's gonna, of course going to lash out and try oh. to draw so. Grip out again. It leads to this like final sort of. It's not a big argument, but it is because she steps in. Bristol steps mm-hmm. in and is, is trying to defend him. She slaps him yes, before I'm Grip like, can get punch him. him, which I thought was awesome. I was like, "Go, yes. Bristol, go!" And so um, they had this whole argument. He's like, "Don't try to save me." She's like, "Don't you tell me not to save you?" Yeah, and like they go back and forth, and she's like, "You saved me." And so mm-hmm. then they have this sort of heart to heart about. My turn. Yeah, they are on the same plane, you know. I don't know. It was awesome. And then, of course, they finally, finally make up and everything. Yes. Like, the, like everything. This night culminated with, well, some really hot sex on the stairs. I mean, it's always but, hot with Grip and Bristol. Oh, my God. It's always hot. Phenomenal. But it's also very intimate. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the intimacy was back and he was missing her because, you know, of course, she, you know, they couldn't for six weeks after the yes. baby and she was in grief and all this other stuff. So it was kind of like a great ending to the book mm-hmm. because they're finally like come together i didn't mean to come together but they, they came did come, together they guys. did come together they we got one did. dirty joke in a mostly very serious <laughs> book yeah sorry <laughs> but, but um, we do have an epilogue which ties it up pretty nicely and this is years later they don't specify how many years later yeah. but they do have a daughter grip is accidentally nina, teaching her so nina how to curse <laughs> she keeps saying shit i love how bristol's like looks at her and looks at him and says fix her yeah <laughs> like you fix her and she's also pregnant and but they also have a beautiful moment reflecting about zoe in, yeah in it they too, do you know they do and it was just really beautiful and you know what And what if i really you, loved was that kindy ryan opened the epilogue with a quote from the um from hope um emily dickinson's poem mm-hmm. about hope is the thing with feathers which is i love this poem so 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 much yeah but she, she was, was freaking out whenever ending. she read that she was like oh what a great ending oh my it started gosh with emily dickinson. i know that's my favorite emily dickinson poem ever and so. if you're lucky enough to have the cocktails anthology there is another little grip and bristol scene it's called mm-hmm. 
called <laughs> After. And after I like word vomited to Kennedy Ryan after I read all this, <laughs> and she was like, do you have that? Because grew up in Bristol in there. I'm like, I do. I bought it. I'm like, I'm going read it. I was like, oh, this is the best day ever, Kennedy. She probably thought I was a crazy person. But, I know. You know <laughs> fine it's fine we can't help it we We can't can't help help it it. we're fangirls of romance and we're extremely grateful to kennedy ryan for giving us this grip and phenomenal couple and um, amazing one of my top book boyfriends so i love it yes definitely i love him too i love this book and thank you so much kennedy ryan (laughs) and when we do our top sex scenes a grip will be showing 100 percent. whenever that mini (laughs) so comes sometime this year it's definitely like there's no way grip does not make it because he's fucking fine and everything he does in the bedroom is perfect okay (sighs) damn seriously all right oh showdown it's showdown time showdown time okay 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 Okay. what's yours i get to go first i'm so excited (laughs) okay so my showdown scene was the bathroom scene with miss o'malley and all that oh it was so freaking hot he was so hot he hadn't been seen her in like two weeks and he was like two weeks and like the way that like (laughs) in bristol's like very loud (laughs) whenever she comes and stuff and (laughs) i just i really loved it too because they're trying to play it play it off for miss o'malley because they're like oh, this nice little Jewish lady, you know, probably scandalized and won't want to give us to the apartment. But I really also love the conversation with Miss O'Malley, like after and just being like, you really love her. Like, that's how we were. And like, we were, she was talking about yeah. her marriage with her husband. Yes. She was I love Jewish. That moment. He was Catholic. And yeah. like, nobody wanted them to be together. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, you remind me of us. And right. they have like, you know, the conversation. Her husband has Alzheimer's and stuff. And it was just like, you know, and it gives the great advice. And I was just mm-hmm. like, God, this is a good funny scene but also very serious and I just like mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it but there's so many good scenes in this book so yeah. what's your showdown scene so I think um and okay I can't believe I'm gonna say it but it's it's the scene where it, I, I'm just shocked that this is my showdown scene <laughs> where Bristol comes out of her grief and yeah. realizes that her man needs her yeah. and it's his needs that draw her heart out again yeah. you know it's just so intense where she's like I, I have to and he's like you said we would be fine we'd survive anything together but we're Mm -hmm. not together and she realizes it quickly and and then they're together again yeah I was trying to lighten it up with my showdown (laughs) but I can't all right all right well I can't so this is still (laughs) no I mean this this book is very affecting it is and it does have these beautiful beautiful light moments you know um does well we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be discussing him by Serena Bowen and Elle Kennedy yay so excited Mm -hmm. thanks so much for listening this goes out to all the fangirls life's better with a little hea